0: Alright, I'm going to say it now, ready? Mm. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for all of the resources you need to have faith discussions with your friends, with your family, with your coworkers, and with all the people that you will have faith discussions with this week. This is uh, the week of February 18th and the first week of Lent. Sorry, I forgot to say my name.
1: Yeah, what
0: is your name? I'm just going to start again. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's Faith to Go podcast, your on-the-go resource for all the things you need to have faith discussions with your friends, with your family, with your co-workers, all throughout this week. My name is David Tremaine, I'm the Director of Outreach and Faith Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego.
1: And I'm my Little Sonia and I'm the Youth Minister also here
2: at St. Paul's, also in San Diego, California, USA. And I'm Jackie Pippin. I'm the digital resource curator, also at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego, but located in Japan.
0: Jackie, what is one exciting thing that happened this week in Japan for all the listeners Um, out there?
2: Well, this week was the 69th annual Sapporo Snow Festival. And Sapporo is the second snowiest city in the world... With an average of 191 inches of snow a year.
0: Wow, that's a lot of snow. Yeah. What's number it was, one? is
2: incredible. <laughs> number one is actually the city just to the west of us. Oh, man. really? Which gets an it's average not... of 312 inches of snow a year. Oh, I think wow. it'd be like, like somewhere in like Siberia
0: or something. Right. Like...
2: Yeah. Well, because we're surrounded by water on three sides, mm-hmm. we get both winter snow and then we also get the lake effect snow that comes in wow that's
0: very snowy so much snow so much snow so it's a snowy time in japan
2: it's a snowy time in japan i did a lot of snow shoveling yesterday
0: uh well jackie thank you for calling in being with us again this is the first week of lent for all of you keeping up with your liturgical calendars And we are recording this podcast on Thursday, February 15th, so one day after Ash Wednesday, which is the official start of Lent. And we'll talk a little bit more about Lent as we get into the Gospel. And so as you all know, we base all of the faith to go resources on the website, stpaulcathedral.org, slash faith2go, off of the Gospel reading for each week. So we're going to talk about the Gospel, uh, highlight a few things that we hope you have conversations about this week, and then uh, wrap it up. And we hope that you go forth from listening to this podcast and use those resources to have some discussions with your family at home. So, Maya is going to read the gospel from February 18th, which is Lent 1. And that is Mark 1, verses 9 through 15.
1: In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And the voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and he was with wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news.
0: All right. Thanks, Maya. So again, we are in year B, which is Mark's year. So we're going to be hearing a lot of Mark's gospel. And like we talked about a couple weeks ago, Mark's gospel is really moving really fast. So we're only nine verses in and Jesus is being baptized, going out into the desert and then starting his ministry by verse 15. Right. So if you have a Bible that kind of breaks the stories down into like little headings, you'll see that those like... Six verses are three different stories kind of mashed into one. So really quick episodes from Jesus' life. So the first one being uh, the baptism, the second one being going out into the wilderness, and the third one being him starting his ministry in Galilee. So we should say something about Lent uh, just kind of as an introduction to the season.
2: Okay, Lent. Let's go with the basics. Lent is 40 days, which does not include Sundays. Um, Lent will culminate in our Holy Week Mm -hmm. and Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and ultimately with Easter on Sunday. Mm -hmm. During these 40 days, we remember Jesus in the wilderness and how he was tempted. And a lot of people will talk about things that they gave up Mm -hmm. for Lent. Um, And you will get to see an awesome video if you look at the resources of awkward things that you shouldn't give up for Lent.
0: (laughs) Well, and this is a good, so we can, after you, after giving us that short explanation, we can see how it ties into the gospel reading for this Sunday. Because we are setting up Lent by reading about Jesus being in the wilderness for those 40 days. So we kind of get that seminal story, that foundational story of why we practice these 40 days uh, leading up to Easter kind of in preparation and penitence and in kind of increasing self-awareness and self-reflection as Jesus is doing that kind of questioning and learning himself in the desert. So we've kind of got the model for Jesus's, for our Lenten discipline and looking at Jesus's discipline in the desert. And the interesting thing is that there's, Of the three synoptic gospels, which are Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Uh, synoptic meaning read together because they're all very similar and they have similar stories in them. And then John kind of is this outlier, has very different stories about Jesus. But Matthew, Mark, and Luke all have a wilderness, uh, Jesus in the wilderness. So in the Matthew and Luke version, we have this kind of like back and forth between Jesus and the devil or Satan, whatever you want to call this, this force out in the wilderness tempting Jesus. Uh, making him question uh, some things and question his identity and and things like that. But Mark's version, again, very fast, very fast-paced, very short, and, and it's very succinct. Um, but nonetheless, as this is Mark's year, this is Mark's turn to set us up for Lent. And so we're going to get into the gospel and um, hash out some of those things that Mark's trying to teach us. So... Following from that short description, uh, the thing that i the point that I wanted to highlight uh, that I hope people would take a look at and focus on maybe in some conversations is about identity and this is what i 've been thinking recently about jesus 's baptism and about baptism in general is that i 've always felt i 've always felt this tension of like you know what is baptism marking like is it giving me a new identity that I didn't have before when I'm baptized? You know, when we mm-hmm. baptize people, are we giving mm-hmm. them an identity? And right here, when Jesus is baptized and it says, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased, is it like Jesus was different before than he is now? Like, did he have a different identity than he does after? Does, does he Is believe? God, like, dictating his identity to him? Right. And I was thinking, um, maybe it's more like, in our baptism our identity is revealed to us which we already have and always have had as children of God and beloved mm-hmm. of God that people who are not baptized yet and people who are are, are baptized both share in their um in, in in their identity as being children of God created by God and beloved by God and that the baptism is like the marking of the time when we, that identity is like fully revealed to us. And then we start a journey of reflecting on what that means for our lives based on our experience of life, that we are beloved and children of God, which is like a totally mind blowing thing when we really think about what it means. And it's not just words in a book. Like, yeah, what does it feel like? What does it really mean to have that identity? And then the interesting thing that Mark shows us is that immediately, like the next thing after our identity is revealed to us, boom, we're in the, the, the spirit, drives us immediately into the wilderness mm-hmm. where we are tempted and tempted in the way that we, things come up in our lives that make us question our identity as mm-hmm. children of God and beloved. That like this wilderness experience is something that happens on and off throughout our lives. So just like last week when it was about being up on the mountaintop and then Jesus saying, Nope, we gotta go back down the Mm -hmm. mountain, it's like you have this amazing experience of having your identity revealed to you, which can happen at different times in your life, not just your baptism.
1: And different identities.
0: Right. And and then immediately like back down into a valley of like questioning that very identity. So I know that like I've done things in my life, and and now entering into Lent, this is a time where we're like we think about the things we've done to hurt other people or to hurt ourselves that have made me question deeply, like that identity as Mm -hmm. one beloved of God and a child of God. Like, is this really possible? You know, and so and issues of identity are just are not exactly few and far between with kids growing up, you know, at any age, but especially like middle school, high school age kids. Now, we're always Mm -hmm. figuring out our identity. We're always asking, who am I, God, and who are you? But especially when we're starting to figure out that it's like up to us to find an identity, like we have something to claim, you know, Mm -hmm. in those early years. And so I just, I love this, how like succinct and short it is because it is like sometimes feels that fast paced, Mm -hmm. how fast it moves that I can go from feeling like totally, man, I really am loved feeling just like, oh my gosh, I just have, I am nothing feeling. Um, Yeah. And that, and that way of interpreting the baptism and the temptation. Mm -hmm. so
2: Well, and, and with that, like the notion of baptism and let, I, I think it would be important you know, while you're thinking of there's so many options of things to give up and should I give up chocolate again or, or, or should I do this and that, just rereading the baptismal covenant mm-hmm. to, to see where we are missing the mark right mm-hmm. now in our Christian lives
0: mm-hmm.
2: I think is, is a really powerful thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and even if you if you made the baptismal covenant your focus for Lent, That could be an incredible Lenten discipline leading up to Easter,
0: right? And we we take we like kind of think about that. um, We think about that ritual of giving something up for Lent as kind of following naturally from Jesus being tempted. So like we give something up that we're going to be tempted by almost throughout this Mm forty days. But if we think about the forty days in the desert as Jesus like being tempted to lose his identity of Jesus being prompted, prodded by the Spirit to find, figure out, his, work out his identity. If that's our intention for giving something up, if like our intention is to find something that's going to help us on the journey of mm-hmm. doing that inner reflection and finding our identity, then yeah, if chocolate is the thing, then go for it. But if it's right. taking something on, then go for that. If it's giving up something that's not food or something else then go for that thing it's like whatever is getting in the way of us doing that searching is like the Mm -hmm. thing to like it has a purpose and it's for us you know like it's not that we have to give something up to follow the rules it's that we we have an invitation to give something up to do that kind of inner probing and and trying to figure out who we are Mm -hmm. so um so that's mine so jackie uh was yours
2: um, My point this week was just about how tightly stitched together these stories are in Mark. Um, and they, they all are different parts of one message about the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what Jesus came to bring on earth and his entire ministry surrounds, surrounds the notion of the kingdom of God being, being close to us. Um, and I think this section of Mark tells us a lot about the kingdom's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first we have Jesus' baptism and the kingdom's end time features that are really present. Emerging from the Jordan, Jesus saw the heavens torn apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really highlights how close the heavens are to us. Mm-hmm. And the spirit descending upon Jesus. And and the end times are normally viewed as this, as this scary thing. Uh, That we don't want to necessarily happen. But I think this is a testament to how close we live to the presence of God.
1: Or or how the Holy Spirit is a dove.
2: And um, we continue on into Jesus' temptation. And we see flashes of God's kingdom when the Spirit immediately drove into the wilderness for 40 days of temptation. And the wilderness brought about that arduous testing. But at the same time like it culminates in divine deliverance for Jesus. Yeah. And, and that ultimately means divine deliverance for us.
0: Yeah. And, and that Jesus' like first message, first proclamation of what the good news of God is, is that the time is fulfilled mm-hmm. and the kingdom mm-hmm. of God has come near. Repent yeah. and believe in the good news. And that repent has taken on like a feeling of like guilt and shame of like feeling bad about things you've done. But it's really like you are being invited to, to live differently. You're being mm-hmm. invited to live into the truth that the kingdom of God is now. Mm-hmm. That it ti- the time is now fulfilled. Like it's yeah. not like you said, it's not like waiting for some terrible thing to, that's going to happen later where the end times it's like, there is a now to it. There's also an, a there is some waiting, but there's also a now that's happening. Right. So it's both happening and becoming at the same time.
2: Yeah. And so I, th- I just think it's all, all of these stories are pushing us to continue looking at how the kingdom of God is already at hand mm-hmm. and, and what work we can do to bring the kingdom of God here.
0: Mm-hmm. Maya, what you got?
1: Um, To kind of build off of what Jackie said about the kingdom of God um, already happening and how to bring it here, I think of, like, when we think, like, the antithesis of that happens, like, when we think we're literally living, like, hell on earth um, and how the kingdom of God is still there, too. So in the verse when it says, um, and the angels were waiting on him, Mm -hmm. that's like, they're just, and waiting is kind of like some sort of anticipation, like, it's not if you get out of this, it's when. And that they're just right there, just like chilling and waiting for him to just keep going and and proclaim the good news because they know it's going to happen. And um, the inevitability of us kind of going into darkness, but that that doesn't mean that there's not any light.
0: Yeah. And that and yeah, and that I love that the angels are there because it's like in this most desolate, deserted of times that Jesus has in the desert being tempted coming into contact with all those um negative feelings about his identity maybe even in the midst of that god is not he is not bereft of god's presence like right. angels are waiting on him angels are with him then as the dove the dove descended and it was very clear there was like a moment of clarity about god being present and then right even into the desert God is still present.
1: moment of clarity. Right.
0: It might have been hard to feel sometimes, but there's not a moment in life when God is not present with us. Mm-hmm. And like you said, yes, the inev- it's inevitable that there's going to be good times. There's, it's inevitable that, the, that there are going to be times where we're clear about God's presence in our lives and times that we are, it's harder for us to feel that presence. But it's always inevitable that God is with us, no matter what.
1: And then to tie into, like, I think of a developmental like, pattern we see in kids is like, when I was, I would say, like 12, I was really struggling with like my mental health. And then um, when things were okay for a while, I think my big problem, I think kids are like this in general, is um, thinking that everything is forever. So it's either I'm sick and I'm dying and I'm depressed forever, or I'm happy and I'm cured and everything is amazing forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And something I continually to tell myself every day is that, you know, when I'm good, I'll be bad again, and when I'm bad, I'll be good again. And that Lent is just that is is a season, and um, and it comes and it goes and rinsed and repeat. And I think that's important for kids to know.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so those are three um, things to focus on from this week's gospel, and and of course uh, the the uh, Faith to Go resources are all based on the gospel. So if we're gonna list them, it would be the first one being about focusing on identity and what this story says about identity and our changing identity and always, you know, finding deeper levels of that identity in God. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is about the already now fulfillment of the kingdom of heaven and the clear end and God's presence in our lives. And that need to kind of like keep, keep going, you know, keep going even when things are mm. hard, keep going. And the third one uh, is that part that Maya highlighted about the angels waiting on Jesus even in the desert, that even in the hardest of times, God is with us, and in the great times, God is with us, and there is never a time that is forever. And the only Mm -hmm. forever, maybe, is God.
1: That's what I was about to say. The only constant is change, but the other one is God.
0: Right. Okay, so Maya's going to read the gospel again um, so that... After that conversation and highlighting those points and fleshing that out a little bit, maybe you'll hear something different this time.
1: In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up from the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom has come near. Repent, and believe in the good news.
0: Um, So, thanks everyone for tuning in this week. Uh, Make sure to check out all of the Faith2Go resources at stpaulcathedral.org slash faith2go. Follow us on Instagram at faith2go, where we post a discussion question every Sunday morning. Uh, and sometimes uh, during the week. Uh, make sure to rate and review this podcast for people that have not found it yet. And you can sign up for a weekly e-blast of all the resources at stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go. Thank you, Maya.
1: Thanks, David. Thanks, Thank you, Jackie.
0: Jackie. Thank you, From David Japan. and And thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll be back in your feed next Sunday. Bye. Bye.